0: Jesus says, If thou hast known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. Hasn't this always been the case? If it is, then throughout all times, Since the fall of mankind, it has been true that God has had to weep bitterly when looking at us, his beloved humanity. I'm not going to describe all the things that people think they need, hoping that they will bring them happiness and peace of mind. Instead, I will try to answer the question, of what it is that we really need for our peace and how to achieve it. We find the answer at the end of today's Gospel where Jesus says, It is written, My house is the house of prayer, but ye have made it then of thieves. We know that not only man-made temples and churches are houses of God and prayer, but the whole universe is called to glorify its creator. The Apostle Paul emphasizes that each of us, each one who is baptized into Jesus Christ and in whom lives the Holy Spirit, is a temple temple of God, his sanctuary. This means that each of us must be a house of prayer, not a den of thieves. We are called to honor the Lord in and with our bodies. In today's epistle, the Apostle Paul listed a whole series of gifts of the Holy Spirit, that God gives to his own. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Please note all these gifts are for the common good. This should distinguish us from those whom Jesus drove out of the temple in Jerusalem. These were people who had come there seeking not common good but rather their own gain. These were people who put their own interests above the glory of God. The two first and most important things which provide true happiness and peace of heart to a human being are the true worship of God, we can also say loving God, and the working for the common good. When we think of Jesus Christ, who is our greatest example, then do you remember what was the message that sounded when he was born in Bethlehem? It was the praise song of the angels, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The eternal word of God became incarnate to give all glory to his Father and bring peace, joy, and happiness to the world. The whole life of Christ was in the service of this purpose. This is what he preached. For this purpose he helped those in need healing them, cleansing them from sin, and freeing them from the power of devil. For this reason, he suffered and died on the cross of Calvary, to bring glory to his Father, so that his beloved mankind would not perish, but reconciled to God, might live forever. In the life of Jesus, the common good and the glory of God belonged inseparably together, and so must it be in our lives. The peace that Jesus speaks of and that he promises us can also be called harmony and perfection. It is this kind of inner peace that fills us with the knowledge that our nature, our way of thinking, and our way of life are in harmony with the divine will and purpose. At the beginning of the Holy Scripture, it is said that God entrusted his creation to man, giving him the task of keeping it and cultivating it, thus working for the common good. We know that mankind has not been up to the task, and has therefore lost not only paradise, but also the ability to love, trust, and honor God in the right way. True worship of God is a life in sincere, even childlike trust in God, loving Him and relying on Him even despite our faults, And mistakes. I remember when my children were small, whenever they broke something, they would come running to me or their mother instead of hiding themselves. Hiding and unfortunately also lying came when they were older and hmm, wiser. When they were small, they ran to us, told us everything honestly, trusting that their father and mother would definitely be able to fix the thing they broke. Of course, we couldn't always fix everything, but that's an immeasurably smaller problem than the question of how to fix broken trust. A person who lives in a lie, who is not honest nor sincere, who does not seek the common good but his own benefit. Such a person is incapable of trusting anyone, neither other people nor God. Such a person always sees an ulterior motive in everything And the image he has of God is also distorted. Instead of a good, loving, generous, merciful, and long suffering father, he sees in his imagination a cruel and selfish tyrant, quite similar to himself, who can neither be trusted nor loved, but only distrusted, hated, and finally denied. This is how it happens that people no longer ask for truth and good, but look for for what seems to them to be as convenient, safe and undemanding as possible. The result is typical modern atheism, which is not even so much skepticism, but simply a mental laziness mixed with egotism. The peace for which man was created and for which he longs in his heart can only be found in a paradoxical way. To achieve it, we must be willing to give up our comfort and selfish desires and undertake a challenging often even painful path of self-sacrifice. In order to bring forth fruit, a corn of wheat must fall into the ground and die, says our Lord. And this is, this is an inescapable truth for absolutely everyone. In order to find true happiness and peace of mind, We can also say, in order to find yourself, your soul, you have to be ready to give up yourself. We see this clearly, for example, in today's political landscape. Those who really care about their country and people must be ready for being declared unclean By the political and social mainstream, to be poured over with slander and hate, accused of sins fabricated by political opponents and the media, to be declared first as fools and then as enemies, silenced and cancelled so that even those who support them in their hearts would in public sing along with the chorus condemning them. Of course, this is not the case only in politics. Unfortunately, our daily life is also full of situations in which those who are not ready to trample other people under their feet turn out to be trampled underfoot themselves. And unfortunately, they themselves may also begin to ask whether it would not be better for them to give up their naive ideals and to start living the same way as everyone else. The result is a war of all against all. Or, as the old saying goes, homo homini lupus est, a man is a wolf, To another man. Jesus teaches us a completely different way of thinking and has given us the bright example of his own life. It is the path of self sacrificing love, despite everything, be it insults, persecution, torture, or death. Yes, when we look around us in this world, it may seem that this path. Leads nowhere. But that's not true. In the end, it is the only path that leads anywhere at all. Because all other roads in this world end in death and destruction. Jesus himself is the path that leads to eternal life. And the only way to walk this path is to walk in his footsteps to follow his very example. I can't promise you an easy or pleasant walk. I'd be lying if I did. But I can assure you of of two things. First, if you follow the selfish and self-interested way of thinking of this world, in the end, not one stone will be left upon another in your life. As Jesus said about Jerusalem in today's gospel. But, secondly, if you are ready to live in sacrificial love, seeking God's glory and common good, then you can be sure that you will find the peace of heart and the eternal life in happiness and glory. This does not require any big extraordinary situations or actions. In most cases, it is enough to simply live your daily life loving God above all and your neighbor as yourself. Unfortunately, even this is something that is not at all common in today's world. All the more so one must try to do it. Admittedly, living a decent life is not some kind of highway to heaven. However, the truth is that a simple but selfless daily life, filled with even little good deeds and serving our neighbors in their needs, helps us grow spiritually and become more and more like our God. God knows us, loves us, and helps us in things big and small. If we strive for his presence and love, ready to share it with our neighbors, we can be sure that he will never leave or forsake us. And this is not promised to you by me, but by our Lord himself.